0: Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. If you're reading in the Bible reading challenge with us, you're in Acts, as I am. And I love the stories in Acts. And these were such just courageous men and women, and many of whom laid their lives down for the gospel. But I was struck reading chapter 12 yesterday. Peter We know the story so well, but it just struck me. Peter was kept in prison with four squads of soldiers to keep him. And one night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and there were more guards keeping the door. So his hands are chained to two soldiers. And I'm trying to imagine this scenario in my life. Like, whoa, (laughs) what a horrible circumstance. And of course, we know an angel rescued Peter that night in an amazing way. But I just want to point something out that, you know, I sort of had missed when I had read it many times before. Peter was sleeping. He was not awake. He was conked out. And I imagine they're on the prison floor because how else could you have your hands chained to a soldier on each side? I doubt it was a really nice, big king size bed. Can you even imagine trying to get to sleep in such a condition and knowing you may be executed the next morning? So Peter, Peter is remarkable just in the fact, to me anyway, that he was asleep. He wasn't lying there worried or scared to death that he might disturb one of the soldiers. He was asleep. He was conked out. He was not awake with self-pity and sorrow. He was just resting, no doubt, in God's providence. And so, yeah, I can't imagine trying to sleep in that circumstance. It's pretty hideous. And we're not told how many nights this has gone on, but the text says he was kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And an angel came and busted Peter out of jail. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, I just thought it seemed applicable to me. It's like when things are tough in our lives, as of course, they will be from time to time. They may be all the time for some of you. But surely we can learn something from Peter. When we fall on hard times, he was resting. He was sleeping in a really terrible situation. We, you all may have some pretty serious troubles, like Peter. You may be ill yourself. You may have loved ones that are very ill and might die. Hard financial difficulties or loneliness and grief. Family troubles, lots of troubles. There's just plenty of troubles. You may feel, figuratively speaking, Like you're chained between two gnarly guards on the prison floor, but you can't sleep. You are wide awake and terrified. So what can you do? Now, I have to say, my troubles over the 50 years I've lived in Moscow have not ever reached this point where I feel like I'm sleeping on the prison floor with gnarly guards (laughs) chained me. However, I'm using it as a figure okay just but it's true it's a it's a real story but what can we learn from it as christian women how can we be encouraged by peter's faithfulness here and i think it comes it comes to us gradually as we learn to handle little troubles as we steward them faithfully then we have practice so i've had practice for lots of things over several decades i've had practice some of the practice i'm sure went to waste i didn't turn a profit on it and other times i remember god's grace and goodness in helping me to turn a profit on it and really growing from that and thinking okay thank you lord that was really such a blessing to me i now wouldn't trade it for anything but i just want you to think of this as a figure and think about some of the hardships you have here in North Idaho, especially with new women moving here. Boy, it's a big adjustment handling the weather. And we might think, come on, what's the weather? But it is, it's real. It's real. It comes every year. Things get dark and then we get daylight savings time. So the sun is going down at like 4.30 and then we get heavy gray days. And you know, it isn't your favorite. I confess there've been lots of times I haven't even noticed what the weather is, is doing. You know, you just get in a groove, you're busy, you look out the window, go, huh, and then move on. But other times I'm more aware of it. And I do remember when the kids were little just deciding I was gonna be into weather rather than moping and doping around about it. And I remember with our kids teaching them how to handle little afflictions, we when they were little littles, we would see now we would say to them, now, be happy and chipper. Show me happy and chipper. No fussing. (laughs) And I'd kind of forgotten about the happy and chipper that we used to say all the time till I was recently talking to Rachel. But, oh yeah, I remember that. And so they would be required to fix their little attitude, whatever it was, and be happy and chipper and show me uh, a happy face. And I think sometimes that's what we have to do to ourselves is like, Show me happy and chipper. I don't really feel happy and chipper. I don't like what's on my plate. But help me, Lord, to be happy and chipper. So, let's just use the weather since it is so relevant here anyway, and you know, a lot of you may live in beautiful sunny climates, but I bet you have temptations too. Pretty sure that it's not limited to those of us up in the in the cold dark north. And honestly, it's not that bad here. In Alaska, parts of Alaska, you know, it's just dark for months. So we, we have it pretty well. I mean, we'll have a few days of gray, and then we have a glorious breakthrough of sunshine, sometimes not until sunset. But I'm just saying, it's weather, and God is ordaining it every single day. And so we want to interpret everything in light of the fact of who is it? Who is ordering this? Who is it who's control of this? It's so helpful for us if we want to resist the temptation to get down and to get bummed, then we have to go to God first for help. Go to God first for help. Did God ordain this day? Did he ordain that Peter would be sleeping with his hands chained to big gnarly soldiers on each side? Yes, he did. Did he deliver him? Yes, he did. And so we have to trust God to deliver us as well, by His good grace, deliver us from feeling down. Um, I think we have a tremendous power to set the tone in our homes, and we have to set it first for ourselves, because we wake up with a choice before us every single day, and God has given us the power to make choices and to determine to be happy and chipper, (laughs) to be cheerful. And we can set the tone by being glum and bummed. Uh, Trials of all kinds are a lot like gray days. But if it's gray and drizzly outside, why drag it inside? So we can take pains to make our homes cheerful places in the midst of all kinds of trials, in the midst of gray day, in the midst of gray days. We don't have to be sad and dejected. We can get some sunshine, so to speak, into our conversation, into our demeanor, into our attitude, which will spill out into our homes. And the more we determine to do it, the better we'll get at it and the less power the temptation will have over us. Now, it's tempting to give way to the flesh and to then worry or complain or just determine and decide to be sad and write yourself a pass to just not get anything done today because you're sad. But it's so much better to really speak to your flesh and say, you come along with me. I am not going to be drug around by you today. I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to put on some music. I'm going to give myself a little shake. Maybe have another cup of coffee and a little pep talk and get to work. And make my house sparkle with joy. And a clean house will cheer anybody up, right? It's work. It's not easy to just be cheerful in all circumstances, not at all, but we have a God who enables us to do what he commands by his grace, giving thanks in everything, being joyful always. Peter, bless him, was not tossing and turning and weeping, and I don't know how he could have tossed and turned anyway, being chained to a couple of guards, but he was sleeping. He was resting. In fact, the angel had a hard time waking him up. Come on, we're gonna get we're gonna get some deliverance here. And so Paul was uh, sorry, let me say that over. So Peter was trusting the Lord, obviously resting in the Lord, not frantic, not worrisome. And when we work hard, when we refuse to focus on how much better everything could be if we were only writing the story, you know, when we refuse to do that and choose rather to rest and rejoice in the Lord and use our imagination to think of creative ways to cheer up the environment, even if we have a grade A or something far, far worse than that. We're showing that we're Christians, that we really believe we have a Savior, that we are new in Christ. And surely we can trust Him as we walk through these valleys and we come out of them eventually, someday. Somehow, sometimes sooner than others. But we want to not look back with regret and say, Lord, thank you so much. I was really tempted to give way to just a sorrowful attitude. And you lifted me up and you helped me focus on you. And you put joy in my heart. And that's what we can pass on to our kids. They have to see us doing that. And God will be pleased with us and with them. So I hope this has cheered you up. If you're having any temptations to be a little bit down with the time of year or whatever it is, and I just pray you'll keep your eyes on him. And whenever you start to feel like you're chained between a couple of soldiers on the floor, well, just know God's deliverance is at hand. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today. Blessings on your week. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.